0: Is voting for Jack, cause he's got what all the rest lack. Everyone wants to back. Jack. Jack is on the right track, cause he's got Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. It's Allison again, and it is my tenth episode, which is very exciting. So, the Big Ten. And I was thinking, what in the world do I talk about this week? I had a hard time figuring it out because there's just so many topics about the Kennedys and there's so many on my list. So I was like, what should be my 10th episode? So I decided that it is going to be all about Rosemary Kennedy. We all know a very topical, some of us more in depth, of course, but a very topical um, outlook of Rosemary. We all know about the lobotomy, that kind of thing. But I had never personally studied into her much more past that so I decided to uh, really study on her and see what all led to the lobotomy what was her life like afterward what was her like life before even and so yeah it was it was interesting to dive into and really sad honestly so this is going to be kind of a depressing podcast sorry want want but um has to be done it's a Kennedy podcast and Rosemary Kennedy's story is very important into see into the legacy more for sure. So with that, I'm going to get started. Uh, so Rosemary was born Rose Marie Kennedy, and that was on September 13th, 1918. They called her Rosemary, um, or Rosie were her nicknames. She was named after her mother, obviously. And uh, she was born in Brookline, Massachusetts, where all the rest of the Kennedy children were, too. She was their third child and their first daughter. So uh, Joe Jr. and Jack were the only ones older than Rosemary. She was third. She had a really interesting birth story that was kind of gross. And this is going to be kind of gross, but it is what it is. It's birth. Miracle of life. But what happened was... Rose was in labor, like, ready to push, and the doctor was delayed getting to her. So because of that, the nurse made Rose keep her legs together to keep the baby in her body for two hours, which is crazy. So, yeah, that led to a really bad loss of oxygen that is not good for babies. They noticed something was wrong with her because she wasn't really meeting her milestones. She was, like, two years old and still struggling to crawl, Couldn't take steps, delayed speech, all those kinds of things. So they knew that um, something was wrong. They ended up getting her diagnosed as intellectually disabled. She had a a really low IQ. Uh, And the family actually hid that from people. Rose would act like she was totally normal to all of her little socialite friends. She didn't let on that there was anything wrong with her or that they had any issues with her. She had a really hard time learning to read and write were her major kickers. So... Um, at 11, she was sent to a Pennsylvania boarding school for the intellectually disabled and uh, didn't have much progress there necessarily. Still had a really hard time in school. Um, so at 15, she was sent to Sacred Heart Covenant in Rhode Island, which this is really sad, but they educated her completely separately from the rest of the kids so she had like a couple nuns and a specialist work with her around the clock all day long in a completely different room from everyone else which is so sad so yeah I just that kind of broke my heart when I read it a little bit because of Sacred Heart's uh efforts for Rosemary the Kennedys donated a tennis court for their efforts just a little tidbit there Her reading, writing, spelling, and counting skills were at a fourth grade level by the time she was out of high school. So she never really advanced past that very much. Yeah, she just had a hard time, for sure, in those areas. And socially, she actually had a really, like, amazing life. She would you know, go to the opera and fittings and parties and all kinds of things. Um, she, she lived pretty normal life in that way, um, before the lobotomy, obviously. And when I was reading about that and how, how full her life was, it was just so sad to realize that that was taken away from her unnecessarily. So I'll get to that, but that's just so sad. So Rose actually one time arranged for JFK to take her to a tea dance, And because of him, she appeared no different at all during the dance. So she was taken care of by her siblings, for sure. And they all had a really close bond, as um, really all of the Kennedy siblings had together. She couldn't read very much, but I did read that uh, one of her favorite books was Winnie the Pooh. Her parents told the media and anyone that would ask about her, basically, that she was studying to be a kindergarten teacher. I don't really know how factual that was. I'm going to guess not really, but um, that's what they would tell people. She was like presented to the king and queen of England in 1938. And this story kind of broke my heart too. It was so sad. So she worked all day on her curtsy, was like, gonna nail it, gonna look really good, all this kind of stuff. And she tripped in front of them and they didn't make any weird faces. They acted like it never happened, but I just, I felt so bad for her when I read that. I'm sure that was so embarrassing. Then Eunice is actually quoted saying that everything got worse. Basically in 1940 when they got back from Europe. So she was, um... From that point on, just really irritable and different and violent. She had like outbursts and she would like, yeah, like violently hit people. She had seizures, things like that. She got expelled from camp. She went to, ended up going to a covenant school in DC and she would sneak out a lot. So, this is where her dad started getting kind of worried because, and her mom, I'm sure. The nuns warned them that because she was sneaking out, they thought she was with dudes and said that she would get STDs or become pregnant. That's what they told her parents. So, her parents were like, no, no. Joseph P was really worried that she would tarnish their name and their reputation. So, she was 23 years old when she was taken to get the lobotomy so here's a little backstory about that this doctor comes to joseph p we have to kind of put ourselves in his footsteps for just or in his shoes for just a second because this doctor comes to him and says look i know your child deals with all these things and we've got this thing that works great like it's gonna tone it all down for her it's gonna make her life easier gonna make your life easier it's gonna work okay and so joseph p is like Sure, you know, why not? I mean, as a father, he probably definitely should have thought more about that, thought about the ramifications and things that could happen, but I don't know if he did, if he didn't, I don't know. But he signed the papers for her to get this lobotomy. So, didn't tell Rose about it, though, because it only needed one parental signature because she was deemed, quote, and I quote, mentally retarded. He signed off without telling his wife, which, oh my gosh, I can't even believe he did that, but he did. And I'm going to actually read a little bit about... The surgery specifically. So, if you're grossed out by surgeries or something, maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds. So, this is a quote from James W. Watts, who carried out the procedure with Walter Freeman, and they were both uh, from the George Washington University School of Medicine. And he described the procedure as this. So, I'm reading this quote from him We went through the top of the head. I think Rosemary was awake. She had a mild tranquilizer. I made a surgical incision in the brain through the skull. It was near the front, it was on both sides. We just made a small incision, no more than an inch. The instrument Dr. Watts used looked similar to a butter knife. He swung it up and down to cut the brain tissue. We put an instrument inside, he said. As Dr. Watts cut, Dr. Freeman asked Rosemary some questions. For example, he asked her to recite the Lord's Prayer or sing God Bless America or camp backwards. We made an estimate on how far to cut based on how she responded. When Rosemary began to become incoherent, they stopped. So, oh my gosh. Like, I can't even believe, even in this time period, that this was a surgical procedure that was deemed okay. You literally just went and started cutting brain tissue. Like, what? I I, I literally, when I read into that, I was like, my mind was blown. That's terrible. So, obviously, it didn't work. It caused her not to be able to walk or speak. She was incontinent. She basically had the mentality of a two-year-old after that. From there, she was institutionalized for the rest of her life. Uh, She spent a lot of years at Craig House, which is about an hour and a half from New York. In 1949, though, she was relocated to Jefferson White wisconsin and uh she was put in a house that joseph p traveled up to build for her called the kennedy cottage basically is what all the nurses and nuns and everybody called it and that was at the saint coletta school for exceptional children she was put there though on a property that was for adults that would need lifelong care so yeah she was pretty much just put away from her family completely joseph p actually never went and visited his daughter again Ugh, that's terrible. Rose didn't go for 20 years, and her siblings weren't told where she was. Literally, they did not tell them at all. They had no idea. So, during JFK's run for the Senate, the Kennedys basically lied about Rosemary's whereabouts and said that she was just reclusive. Then in 1961, they actually did come out, and they didn't talk about the botulobotomy, though. They just said that she was, and I quote again, mentally retarded. Basically, it took Joseph P. to have the stroke in 1961 before the siblings were even told where she was. So, that many years went by. Without even knowing anything about their sister. After that, there's a story too, which this is just heartbreaking. But when Rose finally went, it was after Joseph P's stroke when he couldn't, you know, walk or really stop her, I guess. I don't really know how that went down. I'm guessing that, because basically the freedom of being able to be around Rosemary came after his stroke or death. So I'm guessing that he was the thing that really kept them away from her. Like they were scared of him or something in that way. They didn't want to go against what he said. I'm not really sure. So when Rose went to see her for the first time, they were at the airport and she had started being able to walk a little bit. She kind of walked with a limp, but she could walk and Rose, like they saw each other, Rose and Rosemary from across the um, airport. And she started to run towards her mother and her mother put her arms out, like as to hug her. And Rosemary kind of ran as fast as she could. And then went up and started hitting her mother and basically yelling at her. And the nuns like pulled her off. And that was their reunion. So it's obvious from that story that Rosemary knew what was done to her. And I can't imagine knowing that you had this life before, like, yeah, you had some issues or maybe some challenges. But you lived a fairly normal, fairly, you know, amazing life in a lot of ways. And it was just taken from you by your father signing on the dotted line and then they put you away and don't visit you for a million years oh my gosh the whole thing just was the saddest thing to sit down and really read in depth so let me get back to my notes and dates and then I'm going to talk about kind of my opinion more so on everything the Kennedys actually didn't release statements or talk about the lobotomy until 1987 either um and the family started basically bringing her to events and making sure that she was uh, around a little more, not until after Joseph P.'s death in 1969. So he died, and then they were like, okay, we can bring her back. I just, I, I wonder, man, to be a fly on that wall, because I just wonder what he said or what he did that made them be wait until he died to even bring his daughter and their sister around like did he threaten them did he they just not want to make him mad or disrespect him in that way I'm not sure um but luckily in the later half of her life she was able to be around her siblings again and it seems from reading the story and stuff that her siblings definitely weren't the air quote bad guys like they didn't know where she was like I said they made a point to make sure that she was around them Later, and yeah, I, I don't know. Um, as far as the parents go, though, I have some opinions. So, for Rose not to be around her daughter for 20 years after her husband was the one that made the decision, it's not like Rosemary made the decision. Her husband made the decision, and then she literally waited that long to go see her child after that was done to her. I cannot wrap my mind around that at all. And then she ended up after that time like, basically taking a place in her life, like, would would come visit some. She would call and check on her. She I read that she would call and check on her weight because she was always concerned because she thought Rosemary weighed too much. I don't know. But basically, kind of took a step to care a little bit, but it took 20 years. And then Joseph P., I, I tried to put myself in this place because I actually was talking to somebody about this recently, and they were saying, unfortunately institutionalizing children or just people in general with mental disabilities was very normal back in the day and which is heartbreaking honestly on a lot of fronts but with being told that your child would be better with this operation I try to put myself in that situation which I mean I can't really but I'll try um I could see how he could want better for her and his family as a whole. Not saying that's okay. I mean, he never, oh my gosh, never should have done it, obviously. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And then the way she was treated afterward is even more horrible. I highly, obviously, doubt he would have ever made that decision if he had known that it would be bad for her, you know? So, there's that. But past that, like, I really don't have much... Um, many kind things to say for how Joseph P handled the whole situation. I know he made her comfortable where she was. Like she had a, a dog and a car that would take her wherever she wanted to go and all this kind of stuff, but gosh, like so far removed from the family, like giving her comfortable materialistic things after you basically imprison her from her entire life and take away her whole being with a botched lobotomy does not make up for anything, you know? It's, it's just a really tragic story she did leave a legacy though um within her family uh, Eunice is said to have uh, basically, started the Special Olympics because of Rosemary, she came out in 95 and said that that's not entirely true. She definitely was part of the influence, though. So she did partially inspire the Special Olympics for Eunice. And then JFK initiated a sweeping legislation designed to improve quality of life for Americans with disabilities. So, and that was definitely inspired by Rosemary, too. Um, Jim Kennedy Smith started Very Special Arts, and Anthony Shriver started Best Buddies. All of these things inspired by Rosemary. Um, hospitals, schools, all kinds of facilities are named after her to this day. She thankfully did get to be a part of the family's lives later, but gosh, I just can't imagine after all that time that passed how hurtful for all parties involved that had to be. Um, you know, the siblings who were kept from her, she as uh, she was kept from them and stripped from basically the life that she had and her siblings were, you know, their sibling as they knew her was taken away as well. Basically her entire life, she did walk with a limp and she had no arm function. And, uh, she did never, she never really regained her speech either. She died at age 86 on January 7th of 2005 of natural causes in, um, Wisconsin. So that is the story of Rosemary Kennedy. I, I just have so many thoughts about it, but it's really hard to basically sum up a family's decision. Not not saying that was a good decision. That's not what I mean. I just mean sum up a family's, I guess, the way they handled the situation, Um, not really knowing what was really happening or not really being a fly on the wall. I want to say I don't appreciate JFK lying about her being reclusive or... um. Only her mental disabilities while he was running. But for all I know, he didn't even know what had happened. I, I don't know if he knew about it um, until later, after Joseph P stroke. So I have heard that they are coming out with a movie. It's supposed to star Elizabeth Moss, where she portrays Rosemary Kennedy. I would love for them to come out with a movie on her and her life. And um, I hope that happens at some point. If you have any extra facts past what I've shared about Rosemary or you're really um, close to the story and you have anything you want to talk about, about it, I would love for you to reach out to me and DM me about it. I would love to learn more about her. And I'm going to be researching more about her. I have uh, heard about the book about her. And I'm going to read that order that and read it and probably do another Rosemary podcast after I do that. So anyway, uh, that was basically it for today. Just wanted to hop on here and share her story. Uh, If you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at Kennedy Dynasty, K E N N E D Y D Y N A S T Y. If you have not bought any of my merch, go do it. The stuff is awesome, I'm telling you. Um, it is on, the link is on my Instagram bio, but it's basically all kinds of Kennedy inspired merch. And I mean, there's phone cases, there's sweatshirts, tank tops, everything, and I think they're really cool. So you should go check them out. Also, guys, please go rate and review this podcast if you like it, <laughs> because uh, that really helps me with everything with this podcast. If you just do those two very simple things, I would really, 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 really appreciate it, and I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for vote for we'll keep America